In today's episode, I will introduce you to the world of SharePoint content types. I will explain to you what they are, and also will explain to you a few reasons why you need to embrace and learn more about them. You're listening to the SharePoint Maven podcast with Greg Zelfon, bringing you proven practical tips every week on how to correctly set up and adapt to SharePoint and Microsoft 365. If you have questions, Greg has the answers. And now, here's your host, Greg Zelfon. Hello again, this is Greg from SharePoint Maven, and welcome to episode number 60 of the SharePoint Maven podcast. So in today's episode, we will talk about content types. This is actually one of my favorite topics, one of my favorite uh, features in SharePoint. And the reason for that is because obviously content types rely on metadata. So if you're tired of organizing your files into folders and many, many levels of subfolders, then this episode is for you. Now, content types are somewhat of an advanced um, feature in SharePoint, relies on metadata. If you're not familiar with what metadata is all about, I actually already recorded a number of episodes where I explained what it is all about. Uh, Just for your reference, if you want to learn more about metadata, obviously I have lots of information on my blog, sharepointmaven.com, but you can also reference episodes number 13, 19, 28, and 45. In all of those episodes, I have spoken about metadata and what it is and how to utilize it in SharePoint. Today, I will talk to you about content types, the feature that relies heavily on metadata, metadata columns in a SharePoint list or document library. Now, before I explain to you why you should embrace content types in your SharePoint environment, it probably makes sense for me to explain to you what a content type is all about. Content type in SharePoint, think of a content type as a type of content, unique type of content that you have. So it could be uh, invoices, you know, purchase orders, you know, meeting minutes, uh, budget documents, you know, et cetera, et cetera. Now, each of these types of content has its own metadata, if you think about it, right? For example, let's say I decided to organize my invoices in SharePoint, in a SharePoint document library, and by the way, I decided to utilize metadata. So at the library level, I would create some metadata columns like, uh, you know, the client or vendor name, uh, amount due, due date, uh, any other metadata columns that would be applicable to invoice documents. And if I decide to organize my other documents in a similar fashion, let's say purchase orders or receipts or meeting minutes or contracts, at that point, I will have unique content types as well, because obviously, uh, a purchase order, let's say, would have unique metadata different from invoice and meeting minutes uh, will have, again, you know, different metadata than those of invoices or contracts or any other types of content. So in simple terms, think of a content type as unique type of content with its own unique metadata. Now that we're clear on what a content type is all about, I would like to provide you with a few reasons, six to be exact, on why you need to embrace content types and what are the major benefits of content types. So reason number one, content type is reusable. And I guess this is uh, kind of by design, but essentially the idea is that if you were to create a content type in your SharePoint environment, let's say, you know, again, we'll use the invoice example. Let's say you create a content type for invoice with its own unique metadata. 
you can use and reuse that content type in any SharePoint site, in any SharePoint list or library. And obviously this allows you to have very, very consistent convention for organizing and filing uh, respective documents. Reason number two, you can enable multiple content types in a document library. If you don't utilize content types, if you just decide create metadata at a given document library, then the problem is that any document you upload to that document library will need to stick to the same metadata columns that you have defined at the library level. So let's say you don't create that invoice content type and instead you just create, you know, the few columns like uh, vendor name, amount due, uh, due date, etc. at the library level. Then when you go ahead and upload the document to that library, and let's say it's an invoice, then obviously you fill it out, everything is cool so far. However, let's say you now decide to utilize the same library uh, to store some other documents as well. Let's say, um, you know, purchase orders or receipts. Well, if you upload those documents to that library, unfortunately, the metadata that you created for invoices is not going to make sense for those other types of documents. So now you have a problem. Um, your solution would be, of course, to create another library for receipts and another library for purchase orders, etc., etc. And in some cases, it might not be a bad idea. However, if you want to keep all those related documents in a single document library, you have to utilize multiple content types. And there is a feature uh, that exists at the document library level in advanced settings of a document library that pretty much allows you to enable multiple content types. And once you do, you can then associate, you can then add all those custom content types, let's say, you know, invoice, uh, purchase order, receipt, uh, et cetera, et cetera. You can add multiple content types to a given document library. And what happens is that when you upload a document uh, to the library, and let's say it's an invoice, then you choose content type invoice, and then it will display the metadata related to the invoice for you to fill out. If instead you say this is content type purchase order, then it will prompt you to fill out the metadata related to the purchase order. It will actually adjust the metadata on the right-hand side on that document information panel uh, to that specific content type and it will only prompt you to fill out metadata related to that particular content type. So this way, with multiple content types in the same library, you don't need to create separate document libraries for your other related types of documents. You can have all the documents in a single document library, which is pretty cool. Reason number three, workflows. Once you define your content types, you can actually have different workflows for different types of content. Uh, maybe let's say you have some sort of uh, approval mechanism for all these different types of documents and uh, maybe for invoices you have uh, a specific you know business process specific approval workflow something and then for purchase orders you know something else you know happens uh, as a result of the workflow so you have a totally different uh, business process for that using power automate and in the past we used to use uh, sharepoint designer not anymore or with modern sharepoint we utilize power automate to automate our processes but with power automate you can actually specify and say okay for you know, if I upload, let's say, an invoice content type, then, um, you know, the workflow will follow a certain process. If I upload a different type of content, uh, there might be another workflow or no workflow associated with that content type at all. Reason number four, retention policies. 
if you have different types of content, you might have different requirements for the retention of those documents. For example, uh, maybe the invoices need to be kept uh, for seven years and then uh, you know destroy, delete it uh, from that library. And maybe purchase orders, they need to be kept for three years or some documents, some other types of content uh, need to be kept forever. Just like we could create a workflow for each and every content type, we could also create a retention policy and tie it to that specific type of content to that specific content type. A retention policy is something we would set up in the security and compliance center uh, within Microsoft 365. But the idea is that uh, it will apply only a specific retention policy will apply only to the specific content type uh, that you created and you know defined at the library level. So if the document has been tagged uh, as a content type invoice, then it might follow a specific retention policy. Let's say, you know, keep it for seven years and then delete. And for other content types, you would have, you know, a, a different unique retention policy as well. And obviously some content types might not have any retention policy at all. Uh, obviously that's still an option. Uh, I'm just saying that uh, when you have different content types, you can have different retention policies associated with each type of content. Reason number five, document templates. Uh, different types of content allow us to also associate a specific document template with each type of content. So let's say you decided to organize some budget documents or agendas or meeting minutes uh, within your SharePoint document library. And if you decide to utilize content types for those types of documents, you now have the ability to associate a template, a document template, with each specific type of content. So if you want your users to follow the same template when they um, fill out a budget document or fill out some meeting minutes, all they have to do is just click that new dropdown uh, at the top left of the document library and a document template will be available in the list of all the different uh, types of documents in the list of all the templates uh, for them to choose from. And once they do that, uh, again, a, a template that you have uploaded previously associated with that particular content type will open up and allow the user to fill out the information uh, right, you know, online, right within the browser. So essentially, this functionality allows you to standardize uh, on the, uh, not just the metadata part of it, but also the, uh, obviously, the look and feel and the template and the layout of your document as well. Reason number six, uh, the last uh, feature I want to highlight for you today is content type inheritance. Now, this is a really, really cool feature which allows you to nest a content type within another content type. So it pretty much allows the child content type to inherit metadata from the parent content type. Now, let me give you an example of how you might utilize this specific feature. So let's say your organization created a content type called invoice, and they defined the following three columns for that content type, vendor name, amount due, and due date. So essentially by deploying this specific content type across all the different sites and libraries, uh, they would like you to fill out that specific metadata. So far so good, right? Well, let's say now, at your department site level, let's say you are the owner of the specific department, you do want to utilize uh, that uh, specific content type uh, called invoice. However, because of your specific department needs, you also have some additional metadata 
that you want to fill out related to the invoices. And maybe an example of those additional metadata columns you would like uh, to uh, fill out would be, you know, project name or, uh, you know, person responsible for the invoice, uh, et cetera, et cetera. So what you can do then at the department site level, you can create your custom content type. And then instead of replicating all those other columns that have already been defined by your organization for that master content type, what you can do is inherit uh, the metadata essentially nest your department content type and make it dependent upon the master content type. So by defining your department specific content type and making the org-wide content type as the parent content type, you will automatically inherit that org-wide uh, metadata, essentially all the metadata columns that already exist uh, at the parent uh, content type level. So your child content type, your department content type will already have the three columns that already exist at the parent content type level, uh, like uh, you know vendor name, amount due, uh, as well as the due date. Plus, you will have the extra metadata columns that you want to uh, have and create at your department level. Uh, let's say, again, person responsible, uh, project name, etc. And by nesting the content types, by reusing the org-wide content type, you again stick to kind of the common naming convention. Plus, you now have the flexibility of defining your own metadata as well. Now, I realize that this is a podcast episode and it might be a bit challenging for you uh, to visualize uh, some of the things I mentioned. So I have a few suggestions for you on how you can learn more about this specific topic. First, I already have a number of blog posts on my blog at sharepointmaven.com uh, where you can read more about the uh, content types and some of its features. As a matter of fact, I already uh, have written a blog post about the topic we covered today. And what I will do, I will include that link in the show notes of this particular episode. Another option I can suggest for you if you would like to learn more about content types, but if you want to learn more about content types and metadata in kind of in a more structured and formal way, I actually have two courses in my SharePoint Maven Academy where I cover specifically the topics uh, that we covered today. I have the course on metadata, introduction to metadata, as well as the advanced document management where I talk about content types and document sets and content type inheritance, etc. So if you want to consider this last option, I recommend taking introduction to metadata course first uh, to get familiar with metadata uh, and how to set it up, all the proper ways to set up metadata columns, and then followed by advanced document management. And again, this uh, course covers uh, content types, document sets, which is actually uh, a unique uh, type of uh, content type in SharePoint. Uh, as well as all the wonderful features of content types like uh, content type inheritance and many other features I covered today. Also, if you would like to take advantage of a coupon of a discount for those courses, uh, please utilize coupon code PODCAST20. Uh, this is a coupon that I only have available to my loyal podcast listeners, and this will allow you to take 20% off any course within my academy. All right, I think that's all I wanted uh, to mention to you today. Hopefully you learned something new. Uh, again, feel free to read more about content types and metadata on my blog. Uh, but for now, thank you very much for listening. Uh, hopefully you enjoyed this episode and talk to you next week. Goodbye. You've been listening to the SharePoint Maven podcast with Greg Zelfond. 
If you enjoyed this episode, please head over to the Apple Podcast app, leave a review, and don't forget to subscribe. Thank you.